and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Not to sound politically unaware, but did you guys know Fox News has absolutely no news about foxes? Same with BBC News. Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. I could listen to his mellifluous voice all day long. Singing about he's got a so, lip. What our Lord and Savior? I know we listen to it every week, but have you guys paid attention to what he's saying? I kind of want to hear that song like all the way through. I don't think I have yet. Oh, with everyone singing like uh, <laughs> it makes him a jolly good fellow. I mean, it's a pretty good like drinking song when it like when it comes right down to it. So it um, is. If you ever um, have a wedding, Wiley, that definitely has to be on your must playlist. <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe just make peace I with it not that. happening now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the next person to get married, I mean, I'm already married, yeah, but, yeah, you know. Uh, well, hey, look, I'm not against it. Just uh, got to find the right woman who makes guys, me a jolly good fellow. You guys can just put that song on blast in your little gazebo area, Coley, like out in the back. Just have that. Yeah, thing. the shanty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be the anthem, the summer 21 anthem. Oh, can you imagine a song that's like 30 years old? We make it like the 2021 anthem. Dude, the hell with white yeah, girls summer. Like year. it's Tom T. Hall summer. <laughs> <laughs> We're just out here doing hot yeah. Tom T. Hall he shit. He would have liked you know? it that way. <laughs> Fucking Tom talk, no TikTok, whatever. Instead of a TED talk, oh it's God. a Tom talk. <laughs> Drink beer. <Exactly. laughs> Whiskey's too strong and uh, champagne costs too much. This has been my TED talk. Oh, uh, wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude everyone out in Boosley Gland just got a gem. That's right, exactly. Uh, courtesy of Tom T. Hall. Um, welcome into Draft 85, everyone. It's not going to be all Tom T. Hall all the time. Um, just really here in the beginning where you're listening to it right now. Um, this week, we have Conversations with the Commish, the premiere episode, not the one that... Uh, turned out to be a rick roll if you guys watch the surf and suds uh virtual <laughs> ones the original conversations with the commish this is actually a conversations with the commish um we go up to there does not exist brewing in san luis obispo um and a really really good brewer um and we talked to their sales director anthony bagdazarian really good dude had a really good conversation with him we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that uh, little craft beer brewery up there coley has the states that produce the most craft beer in 2020, which I am curious about because I feel like people were home. Everyone I've talked to, they're all like, yeah, I gained uh, quarantine 20 because I just sat and drank mm -hmm. the COVID-19. Yeah. I lost like 12 to 15 pounds and I've gained at least 12 back. It's sad. Yeah. Very sad. It was a roller coaster. Yeah, it was. I, you know, it was you. like I was really depressed and not eating and drinking and not getting like you know to-go food and then all of a sudden i was like oh we can get to-go food on the weekends and i can start drinking again and i wasn't <laughs> to go booze even yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly 
margaritas to go, I was like, I'm in. So I haven't been on a scale in a couple months and I know it's not going to be where I left it for sure. I don't know. Just going out and about and like eating more. Yeah, it's fine. But like, you know, definitely with things opening up man. I'm like, I'm out there eating. (laughs) I for one don't recommend getting on the scale yet. Uh, Just going to speak that for him. Uh, I just got back to the gym. I went. I started last there week go. at Orange Theory. So today, nice. I went today. Today was the two thousand meter row. Hello. I saw that on your story. For time, and I did not beat my best time. I'm oh. really sad. When's the last time I'm, you rode though? Jumping back into it. I mean, last week, but before that, July of last year. So like ten yeah. months. So yeah. it had been a long time. Um, I was like. 30 seconds over my best time and 20 seconds over my last time, actually. So I guess that's not terrible. Yeah, Yeah. what are you complaining about? That's not so bad. I I think I was the fastest in the class, to be honest. I kind of look at you. Oh, look at that little humble brag over here. I really did terrible, but I was pick it up back there. I really think I was. I think I was faster than the guys. Like I'm not gonna lie. Nice. I was able to time it, and no no one finished it at like eight eight minutes. So I was like, all right. What? Yeah. Wow. There you go. Very nice. Holy. Um, making waves. uh, what what happened? Coley's making waves, right? Because it's a yeah, rush thing. She's out there handling it. Um, and last but not least, uh, we got a lot of news. Some good news. One I teased uh, last week, and one that comes from my college hometown of Isla Vista. Oh, yeah. UCSB. We're gonna get up there too. Um, but speaking of UCSB, if you're gonna talk about that at all, you got to have a drink. Yeah. So let's uh, get on to the beer of the day. Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and water. The beer of the day. Mine's still in the freezer because it's cooling down. So, well, well, well. I can totally go. Um, I am drinking Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar since our beer of the week is a brown. Um, I didn't. I didn't mention that at the top of the show, did I? That is my bad. That's okay. Uh, our beer it. of the week We're is brown. Process yeah. for figuring it out. <laughs> um, untapped gives this a 3.8 there's like 190,000 ratings i thought yeah. you were gonna say calories i'm like Whoa. no uh, <laughs> it's 5.6 percent abv alcohol and there's 33 ibus we actually have some ibus on here Damn. and the description says winner of five great american beer festival medals the sessionable twist on a brown ale showcases oregon's state nut these nuts <laughs> these what are nuts? we talking about over there With we got the a these state... nuts reference that's oh, yeah. we should these nuts there we Thank go you oregon state these nuts with distinct hazelnut flavors and aromas. So let's get into it, shall we? Mm. Do it. These nuts! Take it to the hoop. So it's kind of um, bitter. I mean, there's only 33 IBUs, but it's kind of bitter. Bitter. Baby. It's malty. I do get a little bit of the hazelnut. And uh, it finishes pretty pretty dry and bitter. So um, something about brown ales and nuts that go together, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would. Got the can says that it's a nutty twist to a traditional European brown ale. Dark I've brown. I've only got so many nut drops. <laughs> Dark oh, brown in color. That was another Whoa. one. Yeah. Did, you just, did it just drop? <laughs> Damn. Oh, and it says, look, dark brown in color with a hazelnut aroma, a rich nutty nutty flavor, and a smooth malty finish. I did say That's it's a little nuts. malty. 
Um, they also Products. show it, ha it has a little bit of roast, a little bit of bitter, some toffee, and apparently it pairs well with grilled cheese sandwiches, which is like the world's Ooh, most perfect hello. food. It's my favorite fucking food. Pretty good. Pork chops, which I also love. Oh my goodness. And bread pudding, which I'm not like a huge fan of. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Take it or leave it, 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 but is, yeah. yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Right? Nice. Sandra, what are you drinking? Dude, honestly, you segued me. Like, you, like, teed it up for me because I got oh, the Samuel sweet. Smith uh, oatmeal, or no, Samuel Smith nut brown ale. Sorry, Ooh. I'm just so used to saying oatmeal stuff. That's true. But, no. So this is another nut brown ale. Another nut uh, beer. Nut brown. <laughs> we just, and it was uh, the beer that you made was inspired by European nut brown style. Well, hey, this one's from Europe. It's from England. What? And so there you go. It, it was, like, meant to be. So... Let me take Cheers. this real quick. Cheers. Cheers. I got to say, I haven't had this beer in so long. It's been years, probably like since like my early 20s. Um, like I I'd mentioned in the on the podcast before, I really like Samuel Smith Oatmeal Stout. I love the Taddy Porter, but, you know, I would get this one every once in a while too. Just kind of change it up. Excellent beer. It tastes awesome. I mean, honestly, it just has this like really kind of dry, a little acrid um, but it's, but it kills the sweetness of the brown ale, which is great. Um, and yeah, that's something that I can get behind right there. Um, nice. what's yeah. the ABV on that? ABV on it is 5%. Alcohol. And we got 30 IBUs. Ooh, um, right. yeah, Ooh. a little over like 60, 76,000 ratings. We are looking at a 3.6. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, it's, it's a solid beer. It, uh, here, let me see. Oh, I got a little, a little blurb here. Brewed with whale water. <laughs> the, hello, the, hello. the original whale at the old brewery, sunk in 1758, is still in use, with the hard whale water being drawn from 85 feet underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, you sound really Australian. Best, is it Australian? <laughs> you didn't really sound I'm trying English. To, I'm trying to do Gubbana? English. It's Gubna. Ellie, Gubna. Best Sandra poly likes malt. Down I think so. Who doesn't? And a real aromatic hops fermented in stone Yorkshire Square <laughs> to create a relatively dry ale with rich nutty color and a palette of beech nuts, almonds, and walnuts. <laughs> There you go. There's that's, a lot going on there. That's, that's, that's from Sammy Smith right there. I need to get some. Oh I need to go down to Zuma in Malibu and buy me some beach nuts. Some beach nuts. Some beach, beach nuts. nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna be looking. Big testicles. There you go, dude. So, uh, what did the commission pull out of the freezer? Speaking of uh, big testicles. <laughs> um, <laughs> got it. All right. So I got uh, a little bit of this right here. A little Prairie Artisan oh, Ales. Okay. Prairie Dog in it. Called Okie. Nice. So, Oki is uh, from obviously from Prairie Artisan Ales out of Krebs, Oklahoma. Uh, it's got an untapped rating of 4.08 with 15,000 ratings right now. Damn, you beat uh, both the, of us. The ABV on this is 12. Alcohol. Hey, Zoo. And wow. it's got 50 IBUs. Funny thing, I also looked up, uh, there's literally one sentence about uh, this beer on uh, about about this beer on untapped it just says imperial brown ale aged in whiskey barrels which sounds good but i didn't really give a whole lot more than that but here's a cool thing so prairie artisan ales we all like hey prairie artisan ales are prairie's pretty prairie good bomb, right yeah pretty good two million votes on untapped at this point wow hello their uh their rating right now is the same as this beer 4.08 that is freaking 
solid if you're that's a brewery. Cool. Yeah, that's with way two cool. million ratings going out of so. Oklahoma. Wow, out of Krebs, cool. Oklahoma. That's Sounds so like a good cool. place to live, huh? They're running quite an outfit. Hey, where are you from? I'm from Krebs. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that nice. sounds good. <laughs> well, you kind of cheated wow. or not cheated. You broke the code on that one, Wiley, because you got a technically you got a brown ale, but it's got barrel age. So it's imperial. Yeah, that's it's an imperial one. It's I imperial. That's definitely. I had been a hard a time finding a brown ale. Going to be the, honest. In the future, that I think would be a category on its own. But you know, we're figuring this thing out as we go. Hey, you know what? Had the word brown in the description. Had the word brown. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else you need? <laughs> um, Just over here damn. getting caught up in technicalities. It's all good. This thing is um, this thing is thick. <laughs> That's what, what I mean? she said. That's what she said. Um, but it's good. There's a lot going on here. Like I can kind of taste a little bit of oats. Um, there's a little bit of a maple aspect to it as well. You sound um, drunk already. How scary! <laughs> this isn't last draft or the draft before. You're talking like there's some nuts in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. Enunciate. <laughs> Gargling the nuts. We love you. Don't worry. It's the nut gargler over here. <laughs> nut gargler. Oh my god. Okay, Sandro, that needs to be your name on the next. Well, yeah. Or no, that's the name of the 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 show. Should be the nut gargler episode or the <laughs> yes. nut, nut, draft nut gargler. <laughs> Where we talk about draft eighty five. Welcome Here, to the hold nut on. gargler. Oh my god. And I am the commissioner. I love it too much. Uh, anyway, go. so this is a good beer if you can get your hands on it, okay? Whoa, whoa. Okay. Hey, yo, whoa, hey, 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 that's what, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, this nut brown ale got it right on top of me, dude. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Feeling it, I'm getting all, like, warm, having, like, hot flashes over here. I'm, <laughs> Look, I'm, run, I'm running out of sex-themed drops on this side, so. I know, like uh, you gotta too. load up. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, right. I'm definitely gonna be slurring by the end of this episode. So. <laughs> eh, Probably the soberest I'm gonna sound is the interview I recorded two weeks ago. So <laughs> you're gonna be like, "Whoa, who's that?" Like, which is like nine in the morning. So I think that'll be the only time you can catch me sober is nine in the morning. Hey, good times, oh, right? Oh man. <laughs> This is the Booze Cast. All right. Um, where are we going now? We're going to we get some do news. news. Hell yeah. I want to hear about news. Isla Vista. I've personally okay. been there. Yeah. Hey, shout partied. out to Trigo. Trigo Street has some fond memories for me. Hey, hold on. And hold on. Did you live on Trigo? No, I had a, uh, a young lady that I was seeing for a while that did. And it was she didn't cool. live at 6679, did she? Maybe. Oh, that's where I lived. There you go. So, yeah, that would explain a lot. Was her name Kate? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Was her name Wiley? <laughs> oh, you know what? It was Wylisha. <laughs> <laughs> Back in those Great. days. Great. <laughs> Actually, probably Wylamina. Wylamina. Hey, the Wylamina. Uh, no, All right, well, let's, shout uh, out to Trigo Street, though. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Shout out to Trigo. Dude, I had some great times. S- on some fun parties. Trigo. Yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. But that being said, let's get out of the news. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to, this is the Booze Line News. KBCE, Booze League Radio. 
Uh, I'm going to lead this uh, uh, draft's news with the story that I teased last week that um, you might have actually seen uh, a little bit on your timelines out there about this, and I wanted to kind of give some perspective on what actually happened because it's pretty amazing. Did you guys hear about the Josh battle? Josh battle. No? That's a negative ghostwriter. <laughs> All right, let me tell you the story of the Josh battle. On April 24th, 2020, suffering from, quote-unquote, a spell of pandemic boredom, Josh Swain, a 22-year-old college student from Tucson, messaged others who shared the same first and last name on Facebook. <laughs> and on that day, he challenged them to a duel. The winner of this epic duel would claim the name of Josh Swain forever. All other Josh Swains would have to change their names. This is what he says. We fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have a year to prepare. Good luck. <laughs> Coordinates were also included in that message that would lead Josh's to a random field in Nebraska. Okay. Nothing says murder like that. But so sure, go ahead. creepy. So over the year, this message went viral, and eventually the challenge actually kind of opened up to include anyone named Josh. As the date approached, it became clear that people did intend to show up Ooh, and battle for the title of Ultimate Josh. A few days before the battle, a sign appeared at the gate to the field in Nebraska that had uh, that were the original coordinates, and it had some new coordinates, and it said, the Battle of Josh's has been moved to these coordinates. On April 24th, 2021, hundreds of Josh's from across the country showed up at Air Park in Lincoln, Nebraska. So the Josh showdown started with a grueling and righteous battle of rock, paper, scissors between Arizona Josh Swain, the originator of this, and Omaha Josh Swain from just down the road. Arizona Josh Swain won that battle and claimed the title of the one and true Josh Swain. Wow. But there were a lot of other Joshes there. And then the war of all Joshes commenced. Hundreds of them clashed with each other using pool noodles in an epic melee to decide the ultimate Josh. What? At the end, only one Josh was left to claim the title. Joshua Vincent Jr., age four, was declared the victor and coronated with a crown from Burger King. <laughs> he was, like, four years old. Oh, my four God. Four years old. I can't um, it became this big kind of party of Josh's. Everyone, like it's the just the stupid ridiculousness of it. People paid money to go. Like it became this thing. And now, if you go to Google Maps and you search "legendary Josh Battlefield," it will take you to the spot. It's also listed sometimes as a religious destination oh in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> that is insane. That's, that's so cool. That's wow. Way to go, Josh. Dude, the Joshes <laughs> came out. Um, Damn. But it you they know, weren't joshing around. No. no. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but you think back to the Area 51 uh, thing there. was like, oh, well, they can't oh, stop us yeah. all. And, like, everyone's going to storm Area 51 or whatever. Uh, this is the same kind of idea, but... Um, they just hey, needed some Joshes to do that. They just needed... Uh, it <laughs> turns need out, power. had it been a, a Josh storming, uh, it would have been a different story. So. Well, that's um, crazy. All right. Do like, that's a fun we do one. A... Like, and I like that all the Joshes came together to let the little four-year-old win. That's, I think that's pretty fucking cool. So. Nice. 
Well done, uh, young Josh Vinson, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Ukrainian authorities seize a shipment of alcohol made near Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Ugh. Stay away. Ukrainian authorities <laughs> seized over 1,500 bottles of Atomic. It's an oh alcoholic spirit made from ingredients grown near the infamous Chernobyl nuclear power plant. What? It's a moonshine-like drink. It's made with grain and water from the Chernobyl exclusion zone. So the producers, the Chernobyl Spirit Company, claim it's the first consumer product to come from the area since the 1986 disaster. The experimental batch of Atomic was headed to the United Kingdom after leaving a distillery in the Ukraine before it was intercepted by federal authorities. Jim Smith... Sorry, I heard Darby making some noises behind me. I think. <laughs> Darby! <laughs> she's a monster. Darby. Uh, she's doing all... Oh, there she is. I could be wrong. Uh, anyways. Jim Smith, an environmental science professor at Portsmouth University and founder of Chernobyl Spirit Company, said it was unclear why the bottles were taken. It seems that they are accusing us of using forged Ukrainian excise stamps... But this doesn't make sense since the bottles are for the UK market and are clearly labeled for UK, uh, valid UK excise stamps. Smith has studied, just so you know where all this comes from, Smith has studied the nuclear accident for over 30 years. His company claims they use distillation to reduce radioactivity in the grain, which shows that much of the land in the exclusion zone can now be used to produce crops which are safe to eat. Mm. Studies on the rye that they used are shown to be below the limit of radioactive detection. Okay. I know, right? It kind of makes you nervous. They're like, it's safe enough to use, but there's still radiation in it. Like, I mean, people are going to drink this spirit and have babies with three arms or, like, (laughs) or eyes or something. Like, they're going to be mutants. Like, don't, oh. You might wake up with, like, a glowing nodule on your neck. Like, I'm just, I'm not not in. I'm not into any... Of that garbage. I can't believe that it made it all the way to like the to England. You said it made it to the UK already. No, it That's... didn't get out of the of Ukraine. It was distilled in the oh, Ukrainian gotcha. okay. uh, distillery and did not make it out because they're like, "Whoa, hey, those uh, those stamps don't look right." And they're like, "Well, these stamps were for the English, the English, as it were." Right. Yeah, baby. Uh, not for you, but uh, it still got held up. So. So one thing he does say is that uh, we are working hard to set up business to help bring jobs and investment to Chernobyl-affected areas of Ukraine and to further support the community with 75% of all the profits we make. So they're, they're putting it back in to try and get stuff there going again. But also, uh, doesn't radioactive stuff last a long, well, long yeah, time? Well, yeah, look at what like happened with Rockadine in Simi, where I live on the east end, like in the 1990s or 80s, whenever they had that meltdown. That was actually the worst in American it history. It was really and fucking bad. And it doesn't bad. ever get talked about. It doesn't, about, and it's a huge cover up. And there's so many people on the East End that have gotten cancer and all this weird shit. It's horrible. It got into the water supply. Yeah. I swear to God. Wow. Wiley, what happened? What, uh, you made a really yeah, yuck crazy. face drinking that beer. I took a giant drink of that 12 percent nut brown ale. Are <laughs> so, your panties uh, on the floor? Yeah. These nuts, Imperial. No, but I almost I did almost slide off my chair. I'm not wearing Ooh, panties. Ooh wee. Um, that was a tough <laughs> nut gargle right there. That was a hell of a meat gargle. Make me spray <laughs> my keyboard, Jesus. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we got one more, and we're going up to my alma mater, UCSB, for this last story. Oh, yeah. 
I feel like everyone's heard of UCSB and Isla Vista. Maybe not if you're from the East Coast, but um, how would you guys describe UCSB and Isla Vista? It, debauchery. Yeah, I mean, ultimate debauchery party scene. I mean, you literally... I don't even. I don't know if you'd call it like fraternity or sorority robe. It's probably that Trigo Street you're talking it, about, but no, it's no, a Del Playa. Del Playa. Del Playa. Okay. DP. DP. It's, yeah. You just like drink. You go house to house. You drink. You turn your cup upside down and you leave. And then you yep. walk to the next house. And then you have a drink. And then you turn your cup upside down and you walk. Like I, oh, so many drunken <laughs> nights. Yeah. I was thinking back as I was writing uh, out uh, all the details of this. When I got up there was the year that MTV stopped going there. MTV, for those who don't know, MTV used to go up during Halloween in Isla Vista. I mean, they used to have pop stars playing there. It was a massive, like, South Beach, Miami-type party yeah. for Halloween in Isla Vista. And it was insane. Like, it was absolutely insane. It's uh, Isla Vista is, like, a couple square miles right next to UCSB. Um, I remember going into a 900-seat theater for a class anthropology um dr napoleon shagnon was uh, the name Ooh. of this guy uh, expert in the yanomamo yanomamo of uh south america um i went in there and he came out and he was upset he's like i'm really disappointed in you guys you're like what do you mean you guys went from number one to number two party school according to rolling stone and i'm really upset and we're like oh well we'll get on that so uh, uh just give you guys some background on ucsb and where this is coming from Two students were rescued near Isla Vista aboard a boat made of buckets and kiddie pools. (laughs) I almost played the Florida man intro for this because it sounded so like Florida. Oh, my God. It reminds me of those guys that blew up the air mattress in Australia and went for a float. Yes, exactly. And and their mate came up on a jet jet ski. ski. Yeah, a whole bunch of mates came like flying (laughs) to the Valkyries. Uh, The male non-engineering students who were in their early 20s, crafted a makeshift, makeshift, a makeshift wow. boat. Make I'll tell you what. Boat. Uh, makeshift boat from 20 Home Depot buckets, two plastic kiddie pools, plywood, and duct tape. <laughs> the pair launched their boat into the waters off Isla Vista from the end of Camino del Sur, for those of you who have been to Isla Vista and know where that is. That's where the uh, wooden staircase goes down. I lived... Trigo, I lived 66, 79. Trigo, that was literally a two-minute walk from where I lived to get nice. down to the beach, um, where it runs into to Del Playa, basically. So the pair had a paddle, but no wetsuits. The water at that time was calm, but also it was 55 degrees, so not a good time. This is also at about midnight oh. uh, that they decided <laughs> to do this, so it was even mm-hmm. colder than normal. Fire department spokesman Mike Eliason said the tide kept pushing them further and further from shore, approximately 300 yards before county fire was summoned. Notified at 2 a.m., county fire dispatched a water rescue team from Isla Vista. Two other personal watercraft were also launched near UCSB's campus point. So it really was another ride of the Valkyries, like in the middle of the night, though. Contact was made 30 minutes later, and the two were safely brought to shore. But here's the kicker on all this. Alcohol was not determined to be a factor in these shenanigans. What the hell are they looking for? Like buried Science. treasure or something? Maybe they were stoned? I don't they know. They're trying uh, to test the buoyancy of Home Depot or Lowe's buckets Science. or whatever the hell you said. If you if you look at it, though, a lot of thought, like I think like the buckets were glued to the bottom of the... Of the I can't figure out exactly which way it was up looking at the pictures of the boat. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm like, well, 
which side were they expecting to be the floating and like what i couldn't figure out what they were doing That's um crazy. but i it stayed afloat so i think navigation was a problem <laughs> so who knows? or you know like, the we'll tide and the fact that it was fucking yeah. midnight could be, could dark, been, you know but sure yeah. sure so who knows? They might uh, attempt it again, knowing Isla Vista. Maybe type they should people, try it but, at 12 uh, p.m. instead of 12 a.m. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, Get a good you know, view on that. Just an idea. So that, ladies and gentlemen, has been the news. Booze League Radio. I can't believe alcohol wasn't involved, but I guess right? we can get into I, maybe the they just pulled produced. it off well. Maybe. I've gotten yeah, stopped maybe. by cops a number of times Isla Vista when I was like 20. And I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm sober. And they're like, cool. All right. So it might have been that alcohol might have been involved just uh, under the table. I don't know. That's a, that's a, they drank it all before they showed up. <laughs> they can carry themselves well. Yep. <laughs> no, okay, no I, just, so, I just look sick because I'm cold with the water. Like, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Devo and I were partying in Isla Vista one time, and he was on one about not getting an open container because it's so fucking easy and i'm like i know steve you turn your cup upside down like i've been here before like it's fine and the <laughs> whole night he, he's like don't you know he's preaching about it and i'm like okay steve i get it and then his friend i forget her name was like meeting us and he's like oh there she is and he ran out of the party with his cup in his hand to go tell her where like that she had passed us yeah and out of nowhere a cop's like you Beep. with his flashlight uh, and Steve got it. Steve got an open container that night, and we were uh, like, "Serves you right, yeah." What a Steve-o. sucker! He should have been wearing his banana hammock. He should have got away with anything. I know. So that was a great story. He preached it all night and got an open container. Sound like he brought it upon himself on that one. Loser. <laughs> Just kidding, Steve. I love you. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the states that produced the most craft beer in 2020. It's mapped. They have it like two different ways. So. The article basically says, you know, considering all the obstacles that craft breweries faced last year, um, production decline of 2020 feels less like a tragedy and kind of more like a miracle, if you think about it. Because in like no other, you know, year, small independent brewers had a wrestle with taproom closures and extended periods of little to no income from selling kegs to on-premise accounts. Uh, Many of them turned to packaging their beers for the first time. You know, we talked about a lot of that, like aluminum cans and, you know, people figuring out how to do it on site spur of the moment and then there was the aluminum can shortage and people were using all sorts of different stuff so and yeah crazy a mess so it said while we're all hoping for a strong production uptick this year it's worth tipping our caps to craft brewers and the resilience shown in 2020 so little round of applause to craft brewers and to gain thank you so to gain a better picture of what last year's craft beer production looked like on a more granular state-by-state label, they use data by the Brewers Association to create two maps. The first demonstrates the total number of barrels produced in each state, while the second figure shows, um, sorry, while the second shows how that figure compares on a ratio of barrels per adult resident over 21 years old. Okay, I think I got my head around that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to zoom in on it. There's probably like a handful of states, maybe six states. You don't say that to Big Dick Nick, do you? There's probably a handful. Well, it's me again. No, you don't have to zoom in on it. Oh, no, I definitely don't. It's right there in my face every night when I go to bed. Um, There's a handful of states where their production was over one million barrels. Damn. Yes. Uh, New York was one. They were at 1.257 million. Pennsylvania. That's per adult in a household. Is that right? 
Um, no, this is number of barrels produced per state. Just just total pie. Okay, got it. Yes, barrels I'm of blind. craft beer brewed in 2020. Got this it. This is the first map. Uh, my home state of Pennsylvania, 3.156 million. Wow. Mm. Ohio, which is 1.185. Ohio. Ohio. Florida, 1.213 million. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. That's right. They had, they had to keep up in the Rona. They had nothing better yeah, to do. do. Uh. The good old state of uh, Tejas, uh, 1,082,000. And California, 3.356 million. Suck on that, bitches. We had the highest production. I'm... Even though Pennsylvania is the state I was born, my technical home state is California, and I could not be more proud. Just hey, so California nice. rules. It awesome. sure does. Let's do it. And then there were some that got just under a million. Some of those honorable mentions would be Michigan, North Carolina, Colorado, and Oregon. Hey, and then, you know, um, yeah, it just kind of goes on from there. You know? But those, I, And most, honestly, most of the U.S. was less than 200,000. Like what? all of Most, the Midwest, really? Yeah, like Idaho, huh. Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Wyoming, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Iowa—all those. It's very, very low. We need to pump it up, yo. I know. Get some more beer. And Put then your life together. The second map. This one's really interesting. This is the barrel of craft beer brewed per capita, and it's this um, calculates the number of gallons per one hundred thousand adults over the age of twenty-one. Can you guys guess which state was um, 15 plus? Vermont. Yes. Whoa. Good job. I <laughs> nice guess because didn't Wiley. they have like the most breweries yeah, per capita? Uh, uh, yeah, 74 breweries total, but That's man. What, okay, because we just talked like about that. There's like 20 people in the state or something. Yeah, something crazy. <laughs> so yeah, they, they are the only one. Um I don't think there was anyone at the 12 to 14.9 range. Um, Pennsylvania and Maine were in the 9.0 to 11.9 range. And then uh, our glorious state of California was only 3.0 to 5.9. Yeah. But well, we got a shit ton of people here. so We do, which is you know. totally true. But I just found that very interesting how they used the data and kind of mapped it out. And it's in different colors and the little keys on the side. I don't know if you guys can see it on the... Thing, hey, I see, it. Yeah. I see it. I'm just so proud of us for brewing the most craft beer in Look 2020. Yeah. California, well done. Doing so, the Lord's such work. Such a proud right resident. There. Yeah. I know we definitely contributed to that too. So. Oh, 100,000% did I contribute. <laughs> I was in. Yeah. yeah. In the ground uh, floor. We were, we were in from the bottom. T to B. Me and Liver uh, are currently separated because of it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're you trying get, to work it out. What else did you get in the divorce? Uh, I got one kidney. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. So you can still flush <laughs> nice. out some of the alcohol that you drink. Yeah, and, and a Pilsner, you know. Okay, uh, so. sure, yeah, fair yeah, enough. There it is, there it is. <laughs> you have a good so. lawyer. It's <laughs> 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 some vitamins. The commish. Coley Wyman, Sandro Alevalo, The Booze Cast. All right, so uh, I was up in uh, Central Coast uh, last week, week before, whenever it was. I don't know what day it is anymore, so I just kind of like go with it. 
Uh, and I was able to stop by There Does Not Exist and able to sit down with their sales director, Anthony Bagdasarian, to go over what they're about. Like, And I found out personally about this brewery through a collaboration that they did with Made West that was on tap at Bottle and Pine. It's, it's one of the better IPAs I've had in a long time. And it kind of became on my, it just kind of got on my radar. And Otter, who we all know. Uh, like beavers, otters are fond of tools. Otter is also super fond of There Does Not Exist. And he's like, hey, bro, have you heard about this uh, this brewery here and There Does Not Exist? And he sent me like a selfie from it and everything else. So, you know, um, I thought I'd stop by and check it out while I was up there. Ended up uh, talking to their sales director, uh, Anthony Bagzarian, who we call Bags. Uh, we need a tap takeover at Tarantula Hill locally here down in uh, Thousand Oaks. And we're able to get together to have a conversation about there does not exist and about what that brewery is. Um, and so this is uh, the first of the real, I should say, uh, Conversations of the Commish. All right, Conversations with the Commish. I am here with Anthony Bagdasarian of There Does Not Exist. Uh, welcome on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, there does not exist, um, and let's. Uh, I know some people who are listening to this probably haven't heard the name before. Um, so let's. Uh, where did the name for this brewery come from? So the name actually comes from our logo, the backwards E with a line through it. Um, there does not exist is basically a math term, which when you have a math equation that does not have an answer, you get the E, the backwards E, and there does not exist. So we kind of let people think that it's whatever you want it to be because there really is in in theory there is no answer got it okay actually that i knew it had to be something deep like that so i'm glad that um i'm glad we got that out of the way um how does that uh tie into your philosophy of doing beer here like how how did you arrive at that name for this brewery uh well max came up like he really liked the logo but he tied the name in with like we don't pigeonhole ourselves to certain styles and as you see on the board like we're pretty across the board with brewing. We have a dark lager. We have IPAs, hazy IPAs, stouts. Uh, everything we do is also low ABV. Um, but yeah, it's just not tying ourselves to anything. Like all the options are limitless. Got it. Yeah, and your black IPA is fantastic. For the yeah, record, I had fan favorite a number of those uh, when you guys did the takeover uh, night. Um, so let's talk about Max a little bit, um, your head brewer. Where where does his background, where does he come from? Um, Firestone. So he was a home brewer, and um, he was out home brewing one day, and his neighbor drove by and saw him out home brewing and stopped and started talking to him, and his neighbor was Matt Brendelson from Firestone. So they became friends, and Max was just really into the brewing and went to Seabolt um, Brewing School and then got a job at Firestone, was there for five years, and started this puppy up so did you guys open during the pandemic or just pre-pandemic pre-pandemic so they opened october i want to say october nope september 19 okay how did that affect you up here did you i mean obviously we're, we're sitting here so you guys made it but how how did that affect you during the pandemic and, and how is that going to affect you going forward um i mean we we're lucky the community was great uh lots of crawler sales to go lots of can sales to go um, and since we've reopened, everyone's, you know, just flooding in here. But um, I wasn't here in the beginning of the pandemic. But they were just cranking out beer, cranking out beer. And then I've been here six months and we got to reopen and we got to reshut down. 
and now we're open again and we just moved into orange tier so we've been packing the house at 50 percent and rolling as much as we can but now distribution's opened up we're all the way down in san diego we're up north in san jose and santa cruz so the people are liking the beer and we're trying to make as much as we can so what um if if you had to tell somebody about there does not exist like you when you walk into an account and they don't know anything about you what what is your pitch about this brewery and why they should put this beer on uh, so my thing with us is, um, for people that don't know us, we don't make the same beer twice other than our Kolsch, or twice in a row. Everything's always constantly rotating. So when I sit down with the counts and I taste them through whatever we have at the moment, I kind of, my thing is taste and like what you like is subjective, but quality isn't. And tasting through our lineup, you see that everything is just made with pristine quality and a lot of thought into everything so you that's what you can expect from us and so they taste through the portfolio and i haven't had anyone not like it and not buy from us yet so hopefully we can keep that rolling but it's just a you know high quality stuff that people gravitate towards and again kind of like we do the low abv so we want people to enjoy a couple beers and not have an 11 percent knock you down after one beer um what is the highest abv you said mainly it's all low abv what's the highest abv beer that you have the highest abv beer that we've ever made is 8.7 and that's our psychic advisor double ipa so where do you see uh there does not exist say in a year five years what what plans do you guys have going forward i'm sure there's gotta be some expansion thoughts uh distribution no distribution okay um we're pretty strong about that um Everything we can do, we can just build a sales team. Um, but expansion is definitely something we've talked about in the works, maybe. Um, but we just want to, we don't want to be Firestone. Like, we don't want to be that big, giant Goliath. We want to just take over California. Like, maybe break into, like, Arizona, Nevada, but still be very selective of where our beers are. We don't want to get to a point where we're just another brand on the shelf. We want to keep things fresh and innovative and really just push the envelope of what we can do and keep it as local as we can. So and I'm not asking you to speak for Max, but what would you say now that he has his, his own spot selling his own beer, what has the journey been like for him? Like, has he... How would you say that he feels like maybe he's changed or like his, his approach maybe changed from when he first started versus where we're at now um i mean it's definitely just knowing him and seeing what we've done it's definitely changed because his thing is like he likes making beer that he likes to drink and we like drinking his beer so it's really kind of fun but you know he 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 tends to want to make saisons and pilsners and lagers and that's you know that's his style but the ipas that he makes are flawless and super popular and that's what pays the bills so you know why they are what they are and they're great and people love them he he enjoys making the other stuff that people love but don't move quite as fast um dream realm uh was our hoppy pilsner like that beer crushed and we were not really sure what it was going to do when we first released it and it flew and i'd be so, all down for that hoppy pilsners are, are my jam oh that beer was so good i kind of want to bring that back sooner than later 
but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been a ride. And I remember him telling me one day, um, before I worked here when he's like, dude, if this doesn't work because of a pandemic, like it'll just be crushing. Like if people don't like the beer and like, they don't like our branding or something like that. Okay. Like we gave it a try, but the reaction that people have and they love it and the thought that a pandemic could have, you know, crushed this dream was really eye opening and like gnarly, but we, we made through it and we're here to stay. So if you had a, um, a, a dream collaboration that you'd want to, to hook up, who would you, who would you want to collab with? Me personally? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's uh yeah. I mean, if oh, you're like, dude, uh, I love the beer of this place and I'd love to like do a collab with them. I mean, society is my favorite brewery other than us on the planet. And I second that dude. Society is great. Or the reason I got into this game, um, was to learn how to sell beer to one day, go work for Doug and, I love those guys are good friends of mine, but society definitely is the one that I would love to do a collaboration with. Um, Tired hands would be another one. Those guys are making some really good beer. And then I would say if Max had someone, it would probably be tired hands. He loves their beer too. Um, Yeah. And we have some other stuff in the works right now that, have some cool collaborations coming up pretty soon. Is there anything you can talk about yet or not yet? Not yet. Because that was actually going to be my next uh, question. June. June? We, yeah. Awesome. Have you guys already done the collab and you're just waiting for it to, to go? Or are you going to actually get together in June? Uh, no, we're Max's brewing with brewery, not brewery X, but brewery, another brewery um, in two weeks. And then the release will be in June. So, so a few more questions. We'll wrap this up. Um, what was the first beer you recognize as a craft beer that kind of got you into, like, hey, I, I'm digging the craft beer? So crazy. It, I mean, most people my age, it's everyone's Sierra Nevada Pale. Sierra, I mean, Sierra Nevada Pale is still, like, one of my go-to beers. Um, but BC's Pizza in Clovis, California, always had Arrogant Bastard on tap. And being 21 in like the early 2000s like you were scared of that beer and it was just a big just punch you in the face beer I just loved it and then when I turned 21 I would find myself way before the days of untapped like I had a journal like just writing down what I like what six pack I would buy and then like so I wouldn't buy the same thing but just keep evolving and just seeing what beers were like doing and, and growing and complexity and basically an art so what is uh here at uh, there does not exist what is your favorite beer that they've made here oh dream realm absolutely like that was that's my jam um just hoppy pilsners in general but it's all new zealand hops um virgin beer out of san diego uh has a beer called clever kiwi which we love and that was kind of our like homage and like hmm, let's see if we can make this beer and it turned out great. Um, that, and then I'm also, I really like um, Star God, our, uh, one of our hazy IPAs, which we'll think about making like our second flagship beer, if you will, um, just because it has such a following now. And it's. So that and the Kolsch should be the ones that you yeah. make regularly? Yeah, that Kolsch is, that, I mean, it's our number one outside seller. Um, 
majority of our like permanent tap handles around town in the county um, are the Kolsch and that beer just nice easy drinking pillow tops and so uh, let's uh, get the people on the on the know uh, let's uh, socials uh, website everything else uh, Instagram at there does not exist uh, you can follow us on Facebook there does not exist website is there does not exist dot com um, yeah so we're open Tuesday through Sunday uh, Tuesday through Friday three to eight. Saturday, Sunday, noon to eight. Um, Sundays come out for uh, sewing the Sundays, and we have three fifty pints of the Kolsch all day. Uh, follow the Instagram and Facebook for updates on food trucks. But yeah, I mean, it's just we have a beautiful space out here with beautiful views, and just come hang out, bring the family, and enjoy the great beers and usually great food trucks. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Bags, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on, and cheers. Absolutely, man. Cheers. Thank you. Big ups to uh, Bags for coming on uh, to talk at so early a time in the morning. Dude, big ups to you, Wiley. That was nice. I thought I was listening to like some fucking 2020 or some 60 Minutes or some shit right there, dude. I found him very- my goal. My goal at that interview w- was to let him talk because... And there's a lot of interesting things I really thought about that, about the the philosophy behind the name, how it ties into their beer philosophy, how I didn't realize, but once he said it, they don't do a lot of high ABV stuff. I realized, you know, they don't, Uh, but they're all on point. And I do have, and I know Bags is going to listen to this, so I do have a confession, is he gave me a four-pack of that Dreamland Hoppy Pilsner that I was so excited about. I can't tell you how excited I was about that because i'm like dude hoppy this is my jam right like pivo from firestone so oh, all time sure. like i love mm-hmm. p i love hoppy pilsners amazing uh visited uh, a good friend of mine in cayucos on friday night up there got a little buzzed up you left them didn't and uh what's you that left them there didn't you yeah about buellton which is about uh i don't know about 45 minutes 40 minutes uh, south of cayucos for those who don't know i'm like son of a God, God, so someone who cleaned my room probably checked that fridge and went, oh, hey, what's up? Hello. (laughs) And uh, I was so bummed. So I have yet to have Dreamland. But um, that was a a really good day. Me and Bags hung out literally all day (laughs) at an interview. I found a a lot of it really interesting. The name, um, the fact that one of their their head brewers from Firestone, which, you know, we all love Firestone so very much. And what an oh. interesting way that he met Matt Brindleson. Yeah. Oh, that's rad. Huh? Just, just out, like, probably the garage open because it's so hot and it's funny. Paso. And, and Matt's driving by and is like, hey, you do some brewing? What's up? I do too. Like, I that's love that. so what? sick. Imagine that, dude. That'd be like the equivalent of shooting hoops and like LeBron James pulls up. He's like, hey, what's up, man? You want to play you some hoops? Yeah, that's awesome. Me too. Like, You're pretty good. Why don't you come play for me? You know, like. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I Super interesting that they're all low ABV, that they rotate, which is like, it's very interesting. I love that. And I feel like a That's place cool. that has low ABV beers is really a blessing because you can drink more. Right? Yeah, for well, sure. Well, and it, it's, you can, try you can more concentrate drink, on the yeah. taste and uh, the variety, and you're not going to get knocked on exactly. your ass. You're and... not, you know, like me normally, <laughs> day drinking. I'm like, oof, by beer number four, <laughs> yeah, I'm all, yeah. oh, shit. You think you'd be good at it by now. <laughs> I know. Years of practice, I'm still a semi-cheap date, but whatever. S- low gravity beers are where it's at, for sure, you know? Yeah. Keep them coming. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So I can't wait to try some stuff from them. They sound amazing. Yeah, me too. I'm sad I missed I them at uh, T Hill earlier, but it's a bummer. I was just at Paso this last week, and I should have stopped by on my way. Damn. Yeah. But uh, hey, there we go. Next time. Hey, you know what? We'll we're gonna do more with them, um, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get some beers in from them. And I, I can't. I mean, we go up to the Central Coast all of us all the time, so I'm sure we'll we'll have some time to sit and uh, enjoy some. There does not exist. I'm down to go, dude. Let me know. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, 100%. So, all right, everybody, we have reached the end of draft uh, 85. Whoop, whoop. What's up now? I don't think I said as it were the whole time, which wow. I'm really proud I'm of. Proud Until of right now, as it were. As, as, it, were. as it were. As it were. As it were. You threw that crutch um, right out the window. Good job. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Good. You know what? We can all change. We can. We can all get we that. We have it in us. We can. Uh, follow us online at boozeleague.com. Make sure to follow us on the socials, Instagram at boozeleague, facebook.com forward slash boozeleague. Whatever you're listening to us on right now, be it Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, I don't know, Google, whatever the hell Google's podcast platform is. Uh, whatever it is, uh, make sure to subscribe and feel free to leave some comments, leave some reviews. Uh, let us know how we're doing. You can shoot me a text. <laughs> we'll all read it and laugh, I'm sure. Uh, 805-892-6116. Let us know what's up and how things are going. You can follow Dro. Hey. Sancho, as it were. Ah, Yo, did you hear what? that? God whoop, whoop. damn it. Come on. Son what? of a bitch, I said as it were. As it were. Um, as it were. As it were. As it were. But you can follow Sancho, Dro underscore 805. And, of course, Coley. Go follow her high-end influencer account. Ice whoop. underscore, Cole underscore, beer underscore. Where you can see her without pants. Oh, yes. <laughs> pants, beer, bikinis. Instead they of, all go instead of bottomless mimosas, it's bottomless cold. Yeah, hello. Wouldn't you want that on a Sunday Duh. morning? Fuck yes, you would. You'd wake up and be like, I could really go for some bottomless coley right now. Fuck yes. Start calling you cheeks. Cheeks, dope. That's reserved for our one friend in Texas. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> not her... Uh, Wait, who am I looking Cheers, for? Cheers, damn it. Yeah, where is it at? Oh, oh, there I it thought is. that was Cheers, her. Assholes. You did it really good. There she is. You, I've been practicing. <laughs> I love Amanda. We're going hey. to visit her soon, so you got to practice up your uh, Texas I do. accent. I I'm going to work on it. So I don't know if I should drop this bomb, dude, but I think I decided I'm going with you guys. Are you? Buy a ticket and go. Yeah. Do oh, it. Yes, dude. Hell there's, yes. There's been some things oh that God. have just like I think all signs are pointing to yeah, like and so I'm gonna Sandro. do a little something fun and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you guys a little later off, off this and oh uh, my get God, some dates. Dude. I think I'm down. I think I'm ready to Best do it. Let's go. Ever. Cheers, you assholes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm so excited about that. There's going to be some floating going on. Sancho, yeah, make sure you bring your Speedo. There we go. <laughs> some floss. I'm going to be looking for some beach nuts when we're out there, so have your Speedo ready. Beach nuts? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all on Draft 86. Uh, cheers, you guys. Cheers. Cheers, you assholes. <laughs>